everybody, this is Shay. I'm the short of the tall and short of it. And this is Joshua, the tall of the tall and short of it. And first of all, we want to thank everybody, including our live audience. <laughs> for listening to the podcast. I'm very grateful of it. It's pretty cool. So we are on episode five, but we are in a new series. We left living single. Now we're in adulting. Okay, let's go. Let's go. So, yeah, thank you, everybody who's been with us so far. We made it through a whole series. Living Single was lit. Um, we keep giving y'all um, the feedback because we just want want you guys to know what we're hearing about the things we talk about. Um, and he already dropped the name of the series, but we're going to talk about what that looks like. So series two is about adulting. Um, and really what it comes down to is owning your ish. Owning I'm going to be an adult today. Owning your shit. Owning all of it. All of that shit. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so this series is really going to be about what it really takes to be an adult, not just working, paying your bills, that stuff, but the stuff on the inside, taking ownership. Um, and this week, we really want to start talking about that accountability because over the next few weeks, every topic that we touch really has to do with you being accountable in A, B, C, D, E, F, and G, all those subsequent uh, <laughs> episodes, right? So today, we kind of just want to dive in flat out and just... Um, talk about that now where we came from is living single and we were headed somewhere totally different right we was going to, <laughs> totally left right totally left the center and it was gonna be it's gonna be good when we get there it's gonna be good but josh said something in this living single um series that got me to thinking that it would be a good segue for our next series which i'm not going to drop yet but <clears throat> he said something about and I, I don't remember it verbatim forgive me but it was impactful how he had started having conversations um and owning up to his decisions good right. and bad and i thought that was so pivotal when it came to even you i think last Last episode, we talked about, um, well, are these the reasons why you're single? Mm. Some of these decisions, thoughts, and things like that. But it's not just why you're single. It could be why you're in debt. It could be why you're single. It could be why you're unhappy or why you are happy or why you're delayed. So this series, and I'm so glad that you agreed to it because I wasn't sure if you were going to pivot with me, but... Thank you for that, because I felt like this was kind of a linchpin before we start getting into some heavy mm-hmm. stuff, right? Yeah. Really just looking at us, where we're at, how we got there, and what we're going to do with it going forward. So adulting is going to enter into some heavy stuff, but at the core of it is, are you owning up to your role in relationship, mm-hmm. your role in your trauma, your role in the hard shit that is adulting? Right. So um, I'm so glad that you were you were willing to do that, and it made sense to you. Um, because I think we have to deal with us before we start dealing with the other stuff that we want to uh, tackle. So that was pivotal to me that you said that. And I really kind of want you, if you can still get in the mindset, talk to us about that moment. Like when you decided, hey, let me own up mm-hmm. to my stuff. Just talk to us about that. So it comes to a point where I got tired of my shit. Mm, period. And people know about their mess, but they don't really acknowledge that they're tired of it. And I think some people get used to their mess. Hold on, like pause right there, because <laughs> I wasn't ready to start that fast. 
to be tired of it, your yeah. own stuff. Yeah. Bro, that's huge. Yeah, I got tired of it. I really got tired of my own shit. I got tired of, and a few people could recognize this. My mother passed, and I talk about it all the time, but it wasn't just the fact that she passed away. It's the fact that she passed away, and I had to own my selfishness that stopped her from experiencing things that she never would experience. So some people will give me like, oh, well, you know, you can still move on and do this and this and that, but it's like I still have to live with the fact that my mom didn't see grandbaby. She didn't see me put a ring on somebody's finger. I didn't ask her to go pick the kids up from school. So I had to realize that my selfishness was the reason why that she didn't experience that. And why is it that I was selfish, which led to the daddy issues? Like, I learned certain things from my father, which led to the selfishness. And then so I got tired of it. And as much as I got tired of dealing with my dad, I saw similarities in him that I saw in myself. And I was like, well, if I'm tired of my father, then I'm tired of myself. Mm. So I was like, well, if I keep hurting these women this way, the same way that he's hurting them, damn, the same stuff that I don't like about him is I don't like myself. And if I don't, I can't change my dad. He's going to be who he is, but I could change myself. And one thing that my mother told me before she passed away, she said, your father's never going to change, but you need to do what you need to do. Mm. That was probably like five years ago. And my mom was a straight shooter. Like she just said exactly what needed to be said. And if you weren't ready or well, like it was right there. So, that's what got me to the point of, man, I got, I'm 38. Like, you going to keep living like this? You want to keep making excuses? You want to keep not using your potential to the fullest? You want everybody else to see what's great in you and you not see it yourself? So it's like, I got tired of it. To be honest with you. So, so every episode we do like an itinerary, right? <laughs> that's just a little, <laughs> and I always go off. That's more so for me. But no, right. I'm not saying it because you're going off, but I'm saying it because I think I want to move something that we have later because I guess it's kind of a challenge, but it's not a disagreement. I guess it's more of a question because this is maybe the third or fourth time that you've mentioned that. Like, I don't consider... <sighs> I don't consider that selfish. I do think that sometimes a situation will bring you to a point of accountability. And first of all, before we go too far, I do want to, I do want to define that because right. words mean things, right? Right. So accountability, a required or expected, mm -mm, required or expected to justify one's actions or decisions or mm -hmm. to be responsible. So it's really the act of, responsibility right and right. it's people wanting you to own your decisions and your actions right. so i guess in this i'm challenged with that josh because i don't know that you would have faced that without having to do that through your mother's passing most definitely so yeah. i mean we do get tired of our stuff but i think sometimes things have to bring that to the forefront. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I say this all the time. A selfish selfish person will never know they're selfish until someone else comes and says, hey, you selfish. Right. As an only child, you didn't have to share. No. Right? So, never. your whole life, it's your stuff. Right. This is my room. Right. These are my toys. Everything. And if you're at my that house, over there is you're mine. playing with mine. <laughs> but the point where someone else has to coexist with you is where mm. you realize you had that issue. So, the crazy part is, there was a point where before my mom 
transition like maybe that summer. Mom passed in March of 2020. The summer of 2019, she was starting to see me mature up. Yeah. Like I, it finally hit me, and then it was like right when I got to the point where it's like I'm making decisions that was me being not being selfish but selfless. Then she transitioned, but her transition and made it like all right now you got to deal with right. it. Right, and I was still going to take my time. Like I know I was, I was going to take my time. Like, I'll just do this whenever I want. Okay, to. but tell me what you felt like you was selfish with. Like we talked about why we're Oof. single, right? And that was one of the things you said was that you felt like that only child syndrome right. was a thing. And I feel like this is an interview and only because it really, it really made me think mm-hmm. that statement that you made, I didn't expect it to, but it really made me think about what are those things that cause people to mm-hmm. look in the freaking mirror. Mm-hmm. And I think you had a pivotal moment. And so it made me go back to mine. And I'll share that before we move on, because I think one of the moments where I had to stop and really face myself was 2017. And the only reason why I know it was that is because that's the same year my grandfather passed. Now, we're a part of the same belief system. And that thing was challenged more than it ever had been because of what people would have said about my grandfather, who was Mm. a practicing Buddhist. Mm. But one of the greatest men you would ever meet, like kindest, most generous, most patient and someone would have told me from a pulpit that he was going to be in hell. And I had a problem with that. Oh man! I had a problem with the whole system because, because of it. So I had to look into a mirror and say, well, why do you believe what you believe? Is it for this one person? Right. Or is it because of what this represents to you? And also really, and this is just me being flat out. For all these years, for 30 some years up until that point, I was the good girl. I was the one that had my had my shit together. Right. Right? I was a quote-unquote good person. But I was making decisions that were not good people decisions. Mm. And I'm not talking about pre-med. I'm not talking about big stuff. But I just mean, like, choices that I was making that I was not proud of, that I was embarrassed by, questions that I was asking that I was like, hold up. If I, you know, <laughs> if somebody in my under my leadership when it came to me with that, I'd have been like, ooh, we got to go back to the beginning, Mm. you know? So that was a moment for me, but also I'll never forget. (laughs) I was a part of a friend group and my god sister was in that too. And we had accountability, right? Mm. We talking about it, being accountable. (laughs) And everybody was sharing their stuff, the things they were going through. And I shared what I was going through. And I, we left everybody crying and all that. I don't know if you remember this, Alisa. Alyssa. It was that um, Aaliyah. Who what? <laughs> Ooh, edit that out. Right. Edit. Um, edit. But but right. It was Uncle Tuesday. We have few holy waters in. Um, but after that, like somebody had a fence with me. And called me and came to my house and wanted to meet with me and talk about how uncomfortable that made them. Now, my little Mm. sharing was not no bigger or smaller than anybody else's. But for some reason, because it was me, it was offensive. And that shut me down. That thing shut me down because I was like, oh, bet. So I'm not the type of person that can be imperfect. Mm. Bet, bet, bet. Oh, wow. But it was also in that moment that I was like, okay, maybe I don't have it all together. Maybe I do need to look and figure out how to be a better human being, more more accountable. Right, right. So I think... Was you using accountability versus 
First uh, of all, uh, lined up with. Here's what uh, I need you to know. <laughs> <laughs> so I tried to be cute today because we was recording. No, nah, I don't care. <laughs> Listen, I had, I beat my face low key, but my lashes ain't done because I was trying to be natural. Where's my lash tag? Where she at? Got me out here looking like this. But <laughs> Aaliyah, <laughs> honey, I put these little magnetic joints on here. Now I got caterpillars on the table because I can't do this anyway. Where's but my uh, <laughs> not sure, but <laughs> I'm so glad that nobody heard that because that was the corniest thing you said today. But, anyways, I'm, I'm saying all this to say I think everybody has those situations and those moments that make them say, Okay, hold on. Let me have a real moment where I'm looking at me and being honest with who I truly am and the shit that I need to work on. Right. So what y'all think? So our audience, what do you think? Are those, <laughs> oh, what y'all doing? Y'all sleep? <laughs> no, it's getting real over there, I guess. No, I had to sit down. I don't even know why I'm laughing. Yes. I got a tissue over here. I'm about to cry. Don't cry. No, so so what do you think? Why do you think people have those come to Jesus moments? Like, what brings people to accountability? I think it's when you want something, you're not seeing the result. Ooh. So it's like you're trying yeah. to achieve something for a certain amount of time, and you're not getting it. I think those are the moments for me that I'm just like, okay, what am I actually doing that I'm not where I want to be in whatever area of life that is? That's cool. So it's like it makes you reevaluate, one, what the goal is. But it makes you reevaluate what your action steps are. Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay, Coach Big Body. <laughs> that is true. What y'all? What else? What else y'all think? Well, I want to tag on to hers and like kind of like the same thing. I think you kind of just get tired of going through the motions and through the circles like of me and like going around the bed and doing it, getting the same results. Especially when I add on when you know that there's more for you. Mm. Like some people are unsure about that for themselves, but when you know that there's like greatness inside of you, it's just like okay, I I got I gotta do something different because mm-hmm. the formula I got now is not what is helping me get to where I know I should be. Mm. Right? You know, that makes sense. That's a revelation in itself, though, to like know that you're not at your best. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. <laughs> but what's hard is though. Is when people applaud where you're at and you know there's more for you. So the podcast is now done. (laughs) Yeah, because that can easily make you feel like, oh well, like if people are saying, oh you got it, like you're you're you in your prime and you know within yourself from what you've been given that there's more, that's way more for you. It's actually annoying. Yeah, it sounds like they applaud. It sounds like they applaud what they're comfortable with from you. Oof. Like, I'm okay with where you are right here. And that's part of the reason I would say some stuff in my life I let go of for me to be better and be accountable. Because I found myself allowing me to stay insecure because when I was secure with myself, it made other people uncomfortable. But because I was a people pleaser... I didn't want them to be uncomfortable. It's like, oh, well, I don't want you to be mad at me growing. or Even though that sounds stupid, but it's like, I don't want you to be mad at me. Right. And it's like, I'm a, I love you. I care about you. I'm going to allow you to be where you are and not, not let me grow. And it's hard when other people see you doing that and tell you that and you make excuses. Ooh. 
for that action to make sure that that they're okay. But they will not do it for you, which is the crazy part. I think anybody who's dealt with insecurity, the moment you realize you're insecure, it leads you to some self-evaluation. Oh, man. Because I don't know if... I don't know if there's a lot of people who don't have their, that moment that's like, I don't want to be here. Right. I don't want to feel like this. Mm-hmm. So accountability doesn't necessarily just mean I want to be responsible for the bad things. Sometimes accountability says, hold on. Wait a minute now. Because right. I'm not this piece of shit that, that I feel like I'm being treated right. like. Right. So accountability, the decision might be, okay, I'm not about to be here. I'm not about to stay here. Right. I'm not about to be treated the way I've allowed people to see me. Or for me to treat myself. Or me to treat myself. Right. And I think I mentioned that in the last series. Just about that being a moment. Mm-hmm. That people will treat you at the highest level that you see yourself. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So if I'm insecure and I don't see myself as much or beneath everybody else... Nobody else is responsible for treating me better than that. That's true. So I also have to be accountable for the fact that I have taken the the dregs, the leftovers that people have given me. So I am also have to justify my decision right. to expect better. Right, right, right. So I think when we think accountability, we think own your negative choices, own when you hurt people. But sometimes that crap is, let me own that I'm low-key a beast out here. And you know what's crazy? I don't think we're taught what the difference is between arrogance and confidence. Not at all. Yeah, I think a lot of us are taught that when you are proud of yourself and you give yourself a pat on the back, it's like, are you arrogant? you like, well, I'm not arrogant. I'm just confident in what I am. But we're not taught that that's okay. Right. And when we are doing that, it's like, are you arrogant? You think you're better? It's like, I don't think I'm better. I just know where I am. And you're just not comfortable with where I am because you're insecure where you are. I've been saying for years, security always exposes insecurity. Mm, It's just up to the person to see what this insecurity is going to allow them to be. Because I can see that you're secure and it exposes my insecurity, but I can take it as inspiration. Absolutely. So it's like, oh, dang, I didn't realize this part need to be changed about myself. I want to be like them. Let me take it this way. And some people, because they don't want to take those steps, because usually when you see that you're insecure or you want to be secure, you now have to deal with the issues that cause you to be insecure. And people don't want to deal with that. that. Part. So they stay in the same shit that they've been in, which is harder to do to me because I'm realizing like, man, I could have did this a long time ago. Right. I really could have worked on this a while ago. But I think that's a, that's a good question. Like for, hmm. even for people that are listening to, to answer is like, uh, like, I mean, I really wonder that, like, why, I guess the why, like, why would people rather stay in an uncomfortable place still of whatever insecurity that is than to just, like, be in a better place and achieve something that they, like, I, I don't understand that process. And here we are at, like, the core of adulting, for real. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think because you don't want to be real with yourself about what you, you really are. Like, yep. you don't want to really, like, be like, damn, like, this is really who I am. Like, it's ugly and it's uncomfortable. And it's sometimes 
easier to be in a place that's uncomfortable because sometimes it's feel comfortable, like it's manipulative. Because right. you you're so used to that person that when you start to change, it's good for you. Right. But it's like I don't even know this person, even though it's like they're becoming better, it doesn't feel good right now. Mm. So it's like I don't know if that makes sense, no, but it it's like yeah. that's what I've experienced personally. Yeah, and I think change sucks a lot. Yeah. You know, you got to change to be different, and there's that fear of success or the fear of failure, and I've. I never understood the feel of fear of failure until I understood that. I'm sorry. Let me back up. I never understood the fear of success until I found it in my own self and realized it's really the fear of the responsibility that comes with it. Yeah. 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 So that in itself is being accountable. Mm-hmm. And it's just hard to be. It's hard to be accountable. Mm-hmm. I think that's what this whole podcast is about for me. The mm-hmm. fact that it's not easy to be responsible. Mm-hmm. That's true. For your choices, for your yep. decisions, good and bad. Because even your good decisions, you'd be like, okay, but was that really the best thing? Right, right, right. And really to go back, just for a second, to go back to what you're saying about people and their expectations, all of that comes down to comparison. Mm-hmm. And the the crazy thing is accountability ain't got nothing to do no with nobody else but you that's true Mm. that's very true to be accountable Mm. means i behind closed doors am Mm. gonna make decisions and actions that i am proud of that i stand on and that i believe in Mm. so the fact that other people are like oh well you made me uncomfortable this way or you i don't that doesn't really matter when it comes to my accountability because nobody else is responsible for the outcome of my life but me that which was, makes that a double-edged sword that was one of the things that was because my mom me being the only child it was just me and her so i'm used to hearing my mom's opinions and standards or whatever so when she wasn't here since she hasn't been here, I've been trying to find my own standard, I guess you could say, or my own voice of reason. Because I'm used to hearing, as moms do, they tell you their opinions without you asking. Mm-hmm. But I realized how tough my mother was in a good way and how much she was instilling in me for up to this, for this time. It's like, oh, I have everything that I need because she was already telling me what I needed to hear. I just wasn't listening. So now I had to listen like, oh, I've had this in me this whole time. But now I have to realize that I'm making my decisions based on what I need to do, not what people expect me to do. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like, people expect you to move a certain way. Like, people expect me to go through grief a certain type of way. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, like, Mm. I'm not grieving the way that everybody else is. You, Mm. You can't tell me how to mourn for my mother you can't tell me like people have told me you how to look at certain things in my life it's like no no matter what you tell me it's not going to happen like certain things i don't care about anymore because i realize it's really not that important Hmm. so why do i need to care about this and then some stuff it is important it's just that i just don't care like it's just not there i'm still learning what that looks like for my accountability, like that switch, like that walk, I'm still trying to find that dance of life. Like, oh, this is my flow. Right. And even when it's uncomfortable, I'm cool with it. Because right. at the same time, 
somebody here knows once you lose that, not lose, once that person is not here, what else really matters? Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, you know, I'm going to do this the way I need to. I don't care what y'all think. I'm going to find my way. I know I'm going to land my feet. It may not land the way y'all want it to. I don't have to live my life to y'all's expectations because y'all really don't know my full potential in the first place. It's up to me to go through this path to see my potential and live that out. And I don't know if I said this to you before, like I had to, I'm going to try to say without being emotional. When they brought mom's body down, I prayed with the, you know, the staff, you know, the EMTs and the corners and all that, my family. And at the end, I don't know where it came from. I said to say like, and God will still get the glory. Mm. And I was just like, how are you going to get the glory when you didn't ask me for permission to take my mother? Like mm. you didn't warn me. You didn't tell me it was coming. But yet I'm still going to praise you. I'm still going to thank you. I'm still going to love you. I'm learning to have my own real relationship with the creator a different way that the church did not teach me. Mm. Which is helping me learn my own accountability. Mm. Does that make sense? I think so. I think so. I think and tell me if I'm wrong that losing such a massive presence in your life made you independently responsible. Most definitely. That's what I get from that. And so I think that's probably part of the answer to my question of what brings people to that moment of taking ownership. And sometimes it is losing. Mm -hmm. It's losing something. Most definitely. And for me, it was losing an image of myself, but for you it was actually losing a person. That was that. And I think that's very true. But it also goes back to something that Danny said, which is kind of a question I want to pose to everybody, too. What is so hard about looking in that mirror? Why is that so difficult? Like, I still don't know. I think I'm trying to figure that out now. Like, what took me so long to get to the point where I could just be honest with myself and say, this is this is who I am. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. And what I liked about myself was as hard to accept as what I didn't like. Mm. That's it. And maybe harder. (laughs) Why am I getting emotional? And maybe that's that insecurity, right? Like, I knew this. I knew this series was going to get us, but I didn't know it was going to get us at this point. But maybe it was that insecurity that made it almost disrespectful to everything I put above me to say, no, this is good in me, right? you know, and that's that bull, that's that bull crap that, I mean, maybe being black and brown, maybe being a female, maybe, you know, you know, the trauma that I've experienced and we're going to talk about trauma too. Right. Right. But all of that made it hard for me to look at myself in a positive light until I realized you're imperfect. And that was hard too. It's it's so confusing. Like, what is it about that mirror that's so difficult? I, I want sometimes I think I wonder if our community is not used to having a mirror in front of them. I think sometimes we get made fun of for having a mirror. If that makes sense. Like what people, you mean? Like I don't think we're taught to say it's okay to be uh to evolve. Like now, like we are so used to everybody being the same because we're comfortable. But in order for you to have that reflection of yourself and see what needs to be changed, now you're an individual. You're now set apart from everybody else. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're taught to be different. That's one thing I learned. I just thought about it a few days ago. I was like, man, my mom never 
she used to get mad at me when I would say, like, I'm doing this. And it's funny for me to say it now because I never would say it where everybody else is doing it. She'd be like, why do you want to do what everybody else is doing? Right. It's like, in my mind at the time, I'm just like, because everybody else is doing it. That's what, it looks cool. Yeah. But now it's like, no, it's not cool to be like everybody else. I wasn't created to be like everybody else. Right. I don't even think like everybody else. I have to dumb myself down to be like everybody else. And that is uncomfortable. But I'm not taught to be comfortable with for what's uncomfortable for everybody else. So mm-hmm. I think our community, at least for our community, until Kanye West, I think that mental health piece, we were taught that that was a problem. I was like, wait, Kanye is like the image of individuality? That's weird. <laughs> okay, thank you for clarifying, because I was about to be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and we not editing it out. Right. <laughs> uh, I feel like him being out front with all that mental health stuff made us realize, like, oh, we do got to talk about some stuff. Like, we do have some issues. Like, I think I told some people, like, a couple of weeks ago. I told somebody a couple of weeks ago, like, yeah, I want to do grief counseling. I need to talk to somebody about the this thing with my mother. And somebody whose father who passed maybe 20 years ago, he was like, yeah, man, I, I think I need to do the same thing. He was wow. like, I never really talked to anybody about my father. Wow. And this is a grown man who's 40. 45 and he's never said anything that deep to me about his father he doesn't wow. even talk about his dad so for him to say that is like yeah it's it's that time but we don't open our mouths so I, I don't know that's my perspective which is one. a cool point because accountability is like an individual journey but it doesn't mean we can't influence other people's true so what y'all think about that mirror why is it so difficult to look at shows you what you like you don't know what you value until you lose it Mm -hmm. so it's like when you hit those points of just like like I said it looks different for everyone um you're kind of forced to face who you are what you want all the things in your life and again it's not just like stuff it can be people it can be ideals it can be whatever like once you hit bottom by losing those things or having to look at yourself um like that's the mirror you're talking about. But I also think like we shape who we are and we learn who we are from the people that like molded us. Mm-hmm. Whether that's like your parents or like influential people in your lives. So when you're acknowledging your own flaws, you're also acknowledging theirs. Oof. And mm, like <laughs> all right well my name is shay and this is no, <laughs> my name is joshua i'm tall and tall shorter and thank you for listening to today's podcast <laughs> where's that margarita at? Uh, somebody refilled me where you at rita <laughs> i needed a taco crunch right there no that's that's legit man yeah to face not only like your own stuff but the stuff that oh. was passed down to you that you didn't even ask for mm. <laughs> how are you accountable for lineage like how do you oh, that's man. crazy that's the problem you can't be and right. that's what you have to learn but that's kind of what you were saying Josh when you recognized you know, your dad <laughs> in you that was a moment 
Oh, it most definitely was a moment. And our parents, man, their humanity is really a whole nother revelation. It is. <laughs> there are. <laughs> there are. Hold on, we got a tragedy right, over going here. On? <laughs> Jesus. You can't give adults tacos in a nice house. What happened? Good Lord. Just a little cheese on the floor. <laughs> that means a lot of cheese. Keep going, sounds good. That's um, real. That's, I think that's so good. Uh, uh, this might be a little far fetched. Well, then don't say it. No, I'm no, I'm, right. <laughs> I have a cousin on my father's side who knows the things that we have inherited that are bad, and we have constant communication about conversations about what we have inherited, and it's a family thing. Like what my dad has, his siblings have, mm-hmm. good and bad. But he talks to me as of the perspective of it's our job to not take those on and to flip it, as what people would say, breaking generational curses, right? So, (laughs) right. (laughs) But I don't know if it's our responsibility to be like, oh, this inheritance is mine to change, but I think it's our responsibility to, to notice notice those things that we have and deal with that. I don't, I can't say like, oh, all of the family trauma, let me take it on and deal with right. it myself. But let me take on what I have because you take what you have. Sis, brother, whatever, y'all take on what y'all have and we deal with it individually, right? I ain't going to hold you. And this going to sound selfish AF. And I don't care. Go ahead. I don't have kids. Okay. Mm. Uh, me either. I'm not trying to change the whole foreseeable future for my family. I'm just trying to be healthy. I feel you. Now, if that results in a healthier family, big bet. Let's go. Right. But I just want to wake up in the morning and feel healthy. Mm. Now, if I have kids, if I had kids or if I do have kids one day, that may change where I want to create this legacy of healing. But, bro. I just want my shit dealt with. Right, right, right. And low key, I feel like if every human took that perspective, there mm-hmm. wouldn't be a such thing as a generational nothing. That's true. Everybody own your shit. That's true. Um, I have another perspective to that question too. What if you guys want to answer that? No, please. Go ahead. It's interesting because I was like, I don't have a problem looking in the mirror. But then I was like, why? But I think it's also like, it's not out of, it's not even necessarily out of confidence. It's out of like deep work that's already been done. But it's like, how can I describe it? Let me see. I think it's more of like accepting like, oh, am I like that? Or not knowing if I'm like that way. Does that make sense? Explain it.
tell me about myself. But yeah. I really want to know, like, yeah. what are things that, like, what's your perspective of me? Right. Or, like, what are areas, you know, in a safe place of, like, what are areas that I can be better at? Right. And that's like a very intentional thing that you have to do to, to be able to know. And that's a very intentional village, too. Yeah. I was like, I was going to say that. Like, do you have people around you that are doing that? Or are you telling people, like, hey, I would love for you to hold me accountable in this way or point this out about me? Because yeah. if you're not saying it, then some people just don't naturally think to do that. Right. In a I healthy think that's way. That's the thing is that I, I do. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I don't do, have very but... many close people. The close people that I have are close. And it just is like right. one or the other. Yeah. So it's like, but the, the original question was like, why is it hard to look in the mirror? And my answer was like, it's not. It's like for some people it may not be. True. But it could also be the other side of like, it may not be hard, but are you actually aware of like That you there's things you need to find in the mirror. Exactly. Yeah. Right. No, that's real. And I think it goes back to what I was saying. There's some things you won't know until you cross a certain threshold. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. I didn't know I didn't have discipline until I quit a job that told me how to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Corporate tells you when you get paid, what time you need to wake up, what time you're going to get off, how much time you have to do other things. Yeah. Like literally corporate yeah. was my structure. Mm-hmm. So when I didn't have that anymore, I was like, oh, damn it. Uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, nine o'clock. Maybe I should get out the bed. Like right. it yeah. really like required me to say, mm-hmm. oh, 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 okay, okay. You're not good with money, right? right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? You just got, you just knew you was getting paid every two weeks. Yeah. Mm. So you did some reckless shit with your money because you know they gonna back you up in two weeks. Right. You know but what that's about not you? Well, get paid all, yeah, you know what I'm not, saying? That's not accountability. Yeah. So I, I do agree. There's just some stuff you don't know about yourself until you are faced with it. So sometimes that mirror, I think it's what what it comes down to. Sometimes that mirror comes with awareness. Yes. So yeah, yeah. I, that's but that's true. Can I say this though? I think even even with having people assess you about you, sometimes though, mm-hmm. you gotta understand too and see what is, the, is that change the best thing for you or for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, oh man! Sometimes people want to change parts, parts of ourselves <laughs> that annoy them. <laughs> Now whether that be now whether that because they feel that that could be it could be more than just insecurity it could feel like well well I don't like I don't like this because this doesn't suit me about you because sometimes yeah, no but some sometimes we don't like niggas being assertive about stuff people can't take that mm-hmm. no they can they'll flip those words as uh, you too aggressive right. mm-hmm. you too this you uh, you know. Be the B word, you know. Ooh, that's a hard line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a very hard line. And it's just like so you gotta you gotta know within yourself is like what is like no God gave me this mm-hmm. as as this is who I am in the earth, mm-hmm. you know. You and it, but sometimes people will attack those things about you mm-hmm. as if they are negative and no those are things that God gave you to survive in this world. Mm-hmm. So you gotta be care- sometimes we gotta be careful with who we allow to assess us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even after they assess us. We got to know for ourselves, okay, like, no, I, well, I believe that about me. But right. that I don't believe because right. that's who a part of who I am. Yep. Yeah. I got to, ex- my mom it's a very good. didn't use a lot of words when she would tell me about myself, but mm-hmm. she used the perfect words. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like she was saying it the wrong way. It took me a while to realize that's what I needed to hear the way I needed mm-hmm. to hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So somebody can be the right person for you, but you may not have the right mindset to receive it. Yeah. Right. Right. And I didn't realize it until afterwards. It was like, no, my mom knew that she was raising a young black boy. Uh-huh. She was single. My mom didn't try to teach me how to be a man, but she taught me how to treat a woman right. and how to uh-huh. hold myself accountable. So it's cool. 
with that being said, it's like, if my mom wasn't who she was, I don't know where I'd be at. Like, uh-huh. And what's crazy is, which is sad, remember I told you a while ago, I dated women who were like my father. Right. And now I'm realizing I'm gravitating towards women who are like my mother. Uh-huh. Women who are more like, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to do. And sometimes I'll be uncomfortable with it because I didn't want to hear the truth. Mm-hmm. But the accountability part is no nigga just sit there and shut up and take it. And some people are not willing to put themselves like I'll give you an example. I have somebody who I know who have friends, but they only are accountable for this right here. Like, we go on trips, we have fun. When we get together, we are accountable for this right here. But I'm not going to talk to you about your relationship. I'm not going to talk to you about your spirit. I'm not going to tell you about your your business because that's your business. Because they know if I tell you about that, then I have to be able to receive it the same way. I don't think that's a real friendship. No. But we're cool and we agree to be this. And they can do that for years. I know people that do that for years. But they don't know how to receive real friendships where it's like, no, that's not cool. Like, that's not healthy. You should not think like that. Mm-hmm. And they want to be comfortable instead of accountable. Mm-hmm. And so I want I don't know if people have conversations where it's like, I love you. I care about you. Can you please hold me accountable the way I need it to be? Right. Not the way that you just think you should just say it or do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know that to be so. But I think that's also layered by relationships that haven't been tested. Most definitely. So I think a lot of us have affiliations in our relationships. Most definitely. So I think, you know, like we said earlier, it comes down to who are your people, you know, but you got to, you almost got to be on a path to really knowing yourself to pick those kind of people, or you have to be in an environment where that's just kind of how it's happened. Like one of my, (laughs) one of my best friends is extremely challenging to me. Because we see the world like this. Like sometimes opposite sides. Mm -hmm. But because we've been through so many things. Now this is what? Almost 18 years of relationship. Mm -hmm. So it's not built on us being on the same page. It's built on, no, we done been through some stuff and I trust you. So we're just getting to the point through some hard challenges of life where I can say, okay, you know what? A, B, C, D. And it's not met with a head, but it's met with a contemplation. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, let me take that. Now it don't always happen right away. Like I got to say stuff at a time where that person is listening. He got to be hearing me. Right, right. Otherwise it's, it's going to be met with anger, Mm -hmm. you know, or, or they'll circle back around and be like, okay, I was listening to what she said in this, but that took time. And so everybody's not ready. And I think it's, it is very much about, have I come across a moment where I need to be accountable for that? Mm. Now with this person, like life got hella real. And that was a, a moment where they were like, okay, I can trust you and can lean into what you're saying. Right, right. But that really sometimes just has to be trusted. Listen, I mean, I love my people. I'm so blessed. I have people in my life who have just blessed me. And, you know, I am just very accountable. We talked about that last right. week. Like, I'm always assessing. I'm always trying to take the L. Like, that's just me. But that's also been an unhealthy left swing, right? So I've had to kind of bring that.